I named Ruthless Records. For real? Yeah, let me tell you the story. We were sitting, me and Marquis, we were sitting at Lonzo's world-class studio. Eric, easy. And here's here's a shocker for everybody. Nobody's probably ever heard this, but Easy originally wanted to call Ruthless Records Rock House Records. <laughs> what? Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, damn. Check this out. So we sitting in Lonzo's world class studio. This was probably a week or so before I named NWA, but I'll get to that later. I'm thumbing through the newspaper and, and and I get to the entertainment section, and it's all the movies opening that Friday for the weekend. Um, this is 1986, and it was a movie with Danny DeVito called Ruthless People, 1986. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go check it. <laughs> Google it. So I'm like, I, I see that. I'm like, yo, you know what? Rock House Records, that shit is whack. Let's call it, let's call it Ruthless Records. Another episode of Graffiti Talk Radio. This your boy, Fresh, along with my partner, Crown Bumblecloud. We here. Right here, homie. You know the deal. Yeah, so hip-hop heads, we have two special guests tonight. They were part of the first wave of the West Coast hip-hop movement. They had joined Ruthless Records through Ice Cube, where they debuted their first album, All Year Experience. Later on, they would join Ice Cube in his group, The Lynch Mob, and was featured on the album, Planet of the Eight. They're here tonight to tell us about their days at Ruthless and what they have going on nowadays. So hip-hop heads, give it up for Yomo and Malkin. What's going on, fella? Man, what's up? What's, what, what's happening, brothers? Uh, thanks for having us, man. Uh, this is Malkin, you know, the Jungle Don, man, the Russ Styler coming at you, you know, live from Los Angeles. Be- before we go any further, man, you know, uh, me and Yo, man, we've been in this game for a minute. And we don't do many interviews, but I think um, tonight we're going to pay tribute to my man DJ Crazy Tunes. And yes, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I want to make that clear before we go any further, man, because uh, me and yo, we talked about this, and, and we don't do this very often, but um, it was something else, man, going to my brother's service, and uh, it was just like West Coast Live. You know what I mean? All the greatest West Coast legends, icons was in the building. So I just want to say, yo, this tonight's interview with yo Marquis is uh, dedicated to uh, DJ Crazy Tunes. Yeah, that's so, a rest in peace, my brother. That's yeah, rest in peace. So now, you know what? With that being said, uh, we are we are definitely open to any and everybody who wants to talk with us to us you know, out of respect to Crazy Tunes, because Crazy Tunes wanted that for us, uh, you know, since the beginning. So, um, yeah, 
let's let's do this, brother. Talk to me. That's what's up. All That's right. What's up. All right. You know, uh, first starting off, man. You know what? What made y'all want to get into music? Ta. Yo, you got that? You, you, you got that? You need to go. You know what? I could do that. Well, you know what? Right. For me, for me, this is Yomo, the Earth Child. Um, for me, it would have to be. Uh, you know what I mean? I think. I think. I think. Probably since I was ten years old, I was really good at like writing poetry. Just like you know, because it wasn't. You know, I was born in 1970, man. So by, by by 1980, I'm 10 years old, and it wasn't really no hip hop in my life like that, or even in 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 the world like that, to where we can hear it, unless you lived in New York, and you know, of course, we're right. from the West Coast. So, you know, I was I was I was pretty interested and good at writing poetry. However, brother, I went and saw Crush Groove at the age of 15, 1985, the story yeah. of Run DMC and Russell Simmons. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, man, yeah. when I saw that, yeah, when yeah. I walked out of that movie. I was like, this is what I want to do because I was already good at writing poetry and poems. And, and, and you know, my father is a, a jazz musician. And you know what? All shout out to my pop, but I really hate bringing that part up because it seems like everybody in this game, you know, no matter what, they parents was part, you know, in, in music. And it just, it just, that just seems so cliche to me at this point. However, that's what it was. And, um, Man, I saw that movie and I was like, "Yo, this is what I'm gonna do." You know, I had the I had the music uh, uh, flowing through my veins via my father because he was a jazz musician, and I had the gift of gab via my mother because my mother was a journalist. You know what I'm saying? So she knew how to write and and, and things of that nature, and that's what it was for me. And that that was my that was how I got started um, rapping, man. Okay, so. Yeah, so, and come to find out, y'all had went to the same high school with Ice Cube? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marquis, tell him about that. Well, uh, damn, you're talking about Taft High School. What, what you're talking yeah. about, this is a high school in, in the San Fernando Valley, uh, a, a, a small city called Woodland Hills. We're talking about million-dollar homes. But our parents, due to, to to the flight of gang violence in the inner cities, they didn't want their children going to the schools because we was banging hard. We were slanging dope. You know what I mean? We, we're talking about 85. We're talking about the freeway Rick era. We're talking about, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, you know, was doing, doing their thing. We was hustlers. We was players. So our parents was like to get their children out of that, they put us on the bus and sent us to the valley for eight hours. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's that's how, you know, you had the street element out there where we uh we hooked up with Cube. I mean our high school man has probably nationwide, really, we probably had the most talented high school between eighty four and eighty eight throughout the whole nation when it comes to rapping. Yeah, check this out, uh, uh, Bumble Clot. Check this out, my brother. Yeah, yeah. I know you. I know you there on the boards. It's like this. Just to piggyback on what Marquis said about Taft High School, let me give you, let me let me give you the game. So at Taft High School, you got O'Shea Jackson. That's Ice Cube. You got Yohan Marquis. You got Everlast from House of yeah. Pain. We we yeah. was in the same 
uh, listen, me and Everlast used to ditch class and go write rhymes in the library. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. come on, man. I mean, it's, it, it was so much talent at that school. You got Quincy Watts. This this brother, he wasn't in the music game, but check this out. And he went to the uh, to the uh, 92 Olympics as a track uh, star. Barcelona. Barcelona. Man. You know what I'm saying? These these are the people that we went to school with, man. I mean, like, it's crazy. Sir Jinx, producer for Ice Cube, uh, yep. went to TAF. KD. You know what I'm saying? Uh, KD, yeah, yeah, KD, yeah. kid yeah. disaster. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It was just like we was blessed to go to that high school, and it was almost like, like kind of like, it was like a, a pseudo uh, high school of the performing arts. You know what wow. I'm saying? Yeah. It was kind of like that, yeah. just de facto, just because so much talent was there, and this is what we did, although the school was not dedicated to that, like, you know, like the real school of the performing arts. But, yo, on some pseudo de facto level, man, Taft High School in those years was a, was a school of the performing arts because we honed our skills at the lunchroom tables, battling right. each other, man. Real talk. And, Go ahead, Marky. And, and, and you know what, yo? Just to uh, add to that, it was no big thing on a regular school day like school uh, uh, football nights and uh, dances mm. to have Dr. Dre, uh, uh, Bobcat, uh, niggas coming to school because they was looking for talent. We was the dopest right. MCs. Before, I mean, we were the dopest MCs in Southern California. Real talk. Wow. Damn. Real man. talk, man. Yeah. You know. I mean, it was it was like a who's who's list. Yeah, yeah, man. Man. Yeah. You know, yeah. looking back on it, you know, and, 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 you know, at this point, everybody knows that hindsight is twenty twenty. So when you look back on that, it's clear than, than you know, you, you want it to be. And, right. um and uh, yeah, brother, it was a who's who of uh, music, sports, you name it, man. We had the cream of the crop in the San Fernando Valley. It's true, man. So, uh, how did you guys end up forming the duo? Um, did y'all have any names before Yomo and Malky, or that's what y'all started off? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh-huh. brother, you know what? It is so interesting that you asked that question because you know what? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We started out. You know what? Actually, please go ahead and um, and um, give them to get down to the beginning and uh, get it, go ahead up to the middle, and I'll take it from there to the end. All right. Let Let me do this the best way that I can. Yeah. Uh, yo, originally. He was born in Chicago. So when Yo came to Los Angeles, you know, we're talking about elementary to middle school, he had brought an East Coast flavor to Los Angeles that nobody had a fucking clue. He was like, you know, he was a big daddy chain. He was like, woo, woo, woo. Yeah, yeah. So, so when Yo came to town and shit, and then I, I, I met Yo, Yo was doing his thing, and I'm spitting my rhymes. You know, I, I'm trying to figure my my way. But Yo had a uh, he was he was just hip hop. You feel me? Right. And uh, I was like, I don't know how it happened. We, me and Yo could have been serving the, the the daily chores out there. Like nigga, you want to rap? We serve you. 
and he was he had his uh, his cipher, and I, he was serving, and I was serving, and KD and Cube and everybody. But me and yo somehow, me and yo was like, yo, we the tightest niggas anyway. You know, word, for whatever word. reason, how it out, was like, yo, me and you should do something. So we said, uh, let's put together together this group, and we came up with a name, and, and the shit was whack. <laughs> we came up with a <laughs> name, the 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 Chilling Three. <laughs> me and yo, it was me and yo, and, and funny, the D, our DJ was DJ Epic. Y'all might know DJ oh. Epic. Um, yo, uh, piggyback on that man, uh, DJ. Yeah, Epic, yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. I take it from there. Yeah, the homie yeah. DJ Epic is um um again another alumni at Taft High School. Listen, man, this young Jewish brother, right? This is a Jewish yeah, yeah. kid, right? So, well, and naturally, um, uh, um, the, the 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 white people in this industry who understand hip hop and black people are Jewish people, contrary to popular uh, popular belief. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, right. my my brother DJ Epic, man, this brother he produced BBD New Edition. He went on to form a group called Crazy Town, where they, where y'all familiar with like Limp Biscuit and Corn and that type of sound? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, a Crazy Town ushered in that, that that sound. That was DJ Epic with the rock rap. Okay, so anyway, yeah. he was our DJ. He was the third member of the Chiller Three. It was Dezo Daz, and I get into that Marky Freeze and DJ Epic, and the names you hear right. it Dezo Daz and Marky Freeze. That was me and Malky, because I, you know, earlier you asked some questions that um to see if we had other names, and yeah, we did, brother. My brother Malky originally started out as Marky Freeze. <laughs> I originally started out as Dezo Daz, and we was Dezo okay. Daz and Marky Freeze, and then along the way, because listen, I'm gonna keep it real, although. It, 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 it's 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 West Coast for me and Marquis until the casket drop, my brother. You know what I'm saying? We gonna always exactly. represent West Coast, but yeah, yeah. we pay homage because we was trained and brought up that way to pay homage to our elders and where things come from. And naturally, this hip hop philosophy and game comes out of the East Coast, so we gonna we gonna pay homage to that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and so because of that, I said to Marquis one day, I was like, yo, dog, you know what? I know you Marquis Freeze, but we should say Marquis like it was like like we was from like New York or something. Because, you know, that was our only reference at the time, right? That was everybody's right. reference for, for hip-hop, right? Right. Yeah. So... I said, "Yo, you have to let's start let's let's start saying Marquis as Marquis, like like a New Yorker would say it, out of respect. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm, You see what I'm saying? And that's how he yeah, transformed yeah. from Marquis. You know, you got to really be hard on those R's and be like Marquis yeah. Freeze, right? To <laughs> Marquis, because yeah. that's how a fucking New York uh, a kid would say Marquis. So." That's how he got there. And I was just Dezo Daz. 
And that, that just seemed very um, East Coast. Yeah, it's just a little too East Coast. Although I'm trying to make my brother say more right. he like East Coast. I don't want my name to be super East Coast. So I just go with my government name. Man, listen to me, man. Yomo is what my mother and father named me. Right. So I so I, I went there with it. And next thing you know, we was Yomo and Malky. You you know what I'm saying? And serving everybody at Taft High School. If you if you came to Taft High School and, and listen, brothers did come to Taft High School. You had a lot of brothers, man, out of uh Jurassic Five, a lot of groups oh, shit. That, oh, that that shit. that went to school, that was bust to school in the valley, and and, and you know <laughs> we had skills, so everybody in the valley knew who we were, even if they had oh, never seen us. They knew about Taft High School and Yo More Marquis in in this hip hop rap game, right? So you right. so you had the best MCs from other schools to try to come up and get with us. And man, please calm down, calm down. Your more, your more marquee was serving them until until the cows came home, if they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah that's what's up, man. Yeah, because uh, and you know, like you say, paying homage, man. That's was that's what that that's what's missing in hip hop today. You know what I'm saying? Because you know. Paying the respect, and then you know, and plus, I come from that era. Like, if you use somebody rhymes, you'll say like, you know, just for instance, MCA like might say like, like Spice One say, and then he'll say his rhyme. You know what I'm saying? You really just don't right. want to hear that no more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and so, um, so back in the day, uh, with Ice Cube, was he going under another name before he had switched? Uh, no, Ice Cube went under the name Ice Cube, but uh, okay. please go ahead and tell him tell him the crew he was from. All right, hold up, hold. <laughs> now this, see, you got us on a good day. Like I say, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, Cube, yeah. that's my guy. Him and KD was real tight. They, uh, as far as marketing and, and they, they, their ambition was greater. Cause see, me and me and yo, we just served the sucker. We was like, yo, you come up yeah. here, you gonna get served. But Cube and KD knew marketing, so they had two groups. They were like CIA and Stereo Crew. And before, before Cube, Cube was his name was Purple Ice at first. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, yo, I didn't even know that. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. And then and but we all we all evolved. Like we all had names before we got to like this is our get down. This is this is a, we're gonna go with this. Cube was called Purple Ice before. Changed the shit right. to Ice Cube. Then if you look at all the CIA and and stereo crew uh singles and shit like that, you would hold on, hear Mosi, Mosi, hold on. Yeah. Uh, 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 brothers, blood clot them, blood clot them. Um, um, did y'all know that uh, Ice Cube was in another group before NWA? Did y'all even know that? Yeah, CIA. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Okay, my bad. Okay, go ahead. All right, all right, Mark Freeze, go ahead. 
All right, so look, look, look at all those singles, and then you'll see, you'll see Dizzle, Daz, and Marky Freeze on all of those singles. You know, they, they always, we were, we was, we was, we was peoples. We were fam. We was just yeah. doing this. Uh, yeah, and you know? what he means by that is that, like, back in them days, and I guess, you know what, if, but you know what, actually now, because it's kind of hard for these, to get CDs from artists these days, everything is like, you know, you download it, but back in them days on the yeah. on on the back of records and CDs, they had a you know a special thanks uh, section in the back. Do y'all do, do you guys remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So you know what, man? Yeah. Let, let me tell you something. What Freeze what Marquis is talking about, and man, my bad. I keep calling him Freeze, but that's my brother because you know he, he was Marquis Freeze. But anyway, um, what Freeze is talking about is. Back in those days, man, all them brothers, because we was the architects of this, man, we was always in a special thanks to everybody out, with the exception of Ice-T, because we did not know Ice-T. But but past Ice-T from, like, N.W.A., Drake, down to Pooh, King T, anybody, Toddy T, Miss Master Spade, anybody on the West Coast, if you look on the back of their 12-inch single or their CD, they're going to give thanks yeah. to either – Dezzo Dazzo and Marky Freeze or Yomo and Marky. Check them, brother. Right. Wow. I swear, to, I, I swear to God. I swear to God, from 1985 up until, I don't know, 92. Any record that came in 93, 94, any record that came out of the West Coast, our names was on the back, dog, of a, of a, in, in the special thanks because that's the imprint. And that's the influence we had on these brothers out here. Go on here, Freeze. Yes, sir. Shit, you didn't have said it all. You, you said <laughs> <laughs> But there it is. But there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> you, you said well, we'll get it. So go ahead, brothers. Uh, you know, uh, let's go on to the next uh, 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 thing you want to talk about. All right. Yeah, so how did y'all end up getting in with Ruthless Records? Wow. What you want? You want me to do it, Freeze? Well, no, let me go from here because the Ruthless Record thing is something uh, uh, very close to me and it's close to you, too, because that was our beginning. But yeah, I, I got to start this shit off because I got to remember, man, my, my man, Grainfield, he stayed right across the street from Dre and Jinx when they stayed together. Who? You know, uh, Greenfield, bam. That's so, yeah, we was hanging out, and so I always knew Dre. Cube stayed up the street. We're talking about uh, Van Wick. I mean, when you look at Shred.com, you know that street when uh, Cube go to hang out with Jinx? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was my get down. I was there all the time. Okay. Wow. All the time. You know, I was just working on my craft, and then uh, once me and Yo formed, and uh, I remember when Dre said, because uh, Yo had just released the record on Techno Hop. So, uh, yeah, let, you know what? Hold on. You know what? Let me yeah. get from there. Since so you started with Techno Hop. Brothers, do, mm-hmm. brothers, do we have time? Can I can I talk? Yes. Yes, yes sir. sir. Okay. Yes. So, look, Techno Hop. Techno Hop is a label formed by DJ Unknown. So the question would be, who is DJ Unknown? DJ Unknown was 
was a DJ in this in this stable of DJs on the West Coast formed by this club promoter named Uncle Jam as you know you know uh, as opposed to Uncle Sam you see what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. his right. name was yeah. Uncle Jam and what he had was called Uncle Jam's Army and Uncle Jam's Army was this was this crew of DJs and DJ Unknown was was one of the DJs Dr. Dre was one of the DJs uh, Bob Cat was one of the DJs. He produced for LL Cool J. Battle yeah, Cat yeah. was one of the DJs who produced with DJ Quick and Dre. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. DJ Unknown formed this uh, independent record label because you know at that time wasn't no majors re- really really looking you know checking for hip hop right? Right. Especially right. West Coast hip hop. So Unknown. You know, trying to make a little money because we selling our records at the swap meeting out the trunks of our cars. That's what Easy did, and you know, in a long line of uh, brothers who did that, uh, he pref- he formed this record label called Techno Hop. And interesting enough, the first artist signed to Techno Hop was an artist named Ice T, and the very famous song. Six in the morning, police at my door. Yeah. That's <laughs> on Techno Hop. Okay, wow. well, check this out. The second artist signed to Techno Hop was an artist named Dezo Daz. That will be yours truly. You're talking to him right now. I had a song That's called right. It's My Turn. Okay? Right. And uh, the third artist signed to Techno Hop was an artist named King T. Yeah. If you guys are hip yeah. yeah. his first yeah. single was called "The Coolest," right? Yeah. So, with that, that's that's how Techno Hop and really this West Coast game started. Man, listen, these records were out before. Yo, freeze. Were those re- was six in the morning out before uh, any of the uh, Easy E records? Absolutely. Right. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm on point then. So yeah, man, these these are West Coast records that were out yeah. before Easy E and the Ruthless Gang and the and, NWA Posse. And just to piggyback off of that, you got to remember that six in the morning changed the game because yeah. it was it was like, yo, now we can spit our shit. So. Big ups to uh, now. Please believe Easy 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 E. That's my dude. But as far as it comes to the first legitimate rap single, it was six in the morning. Absolutely, yeah. it changed everybody's style because it was like, yo, now we West Coast. We have an identity. Right. It, it's no big thing for us to talk about what we're going through because after right. that, I mean, everybody we was copying the East Coast. So, right. Yeah. Big, big ups to Ice-T. Big ups to Ice-T. Big ups to Ice-T. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah, but back, back to what you were saying, man, as far as how we got on Ruthless, uh, uh, one day uh, Cube got at Yo, and he was like, yo, man, uh, I know this guy, man. He's going to start a record company, man. He got a yeah, couple of You know guys. what? Yo, this, yo, freeze. Can I please, yo. Can I please tell his story? 
Go ahead, man. Go yeah. ahead, tell <laughs> Man, dog, just, check this out. Hey, 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 yo, hey, hey, fellas, I just want everybody to know that I'm going to make sure everything is accurate. Yes, because this is going to probably be the last time, if you're going to ask some questions, this is probably going to be the last time that you hear the most accurate uh, 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 story to what you're asking. Because we were there from the uh, beginning. Exactly. From the very, from the very beginning. From the That's very right, beginning. my brother. And, and yeah, and you know what? <laughs> That's why he's Marquis the Rough Styler, because he's always mm-hmm. accurate. He does his homework. He does his research, and you know what? If you want to talk with him on any on any level, you better know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm I'm gonna kick it like this: Ruthless Records, brothers, and this is some stuff floating around on the internet, you know, and y'all can run check that after this if you haven't already checked it. But it's there. Um, I named Ruthless Records. For real? Wow. Yeah, let me tell you the story. Let me tell you the story. And, and please, my brothers, and please for, for everybody, for all your followers, for all your subscribers, big up to y'all because this is a great show. You're doing the right thing by following this. This is a good um, um, time. Um, Ruthless Records. We were sitting, me and Marquis, we were sitting at Lonzo's World Class Studios. Y'all know who Lonzo is? Y'all saw the movie, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we sitting yeah. at Lonzo's World Class Rec, uh, Studios because, you know, they're the World Class Record Crew. Right? Y'all familiar with that, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we sitting at Lonzo's world-class studios because easy, you know, that was the only studio in the hood, and, and, and we were, you know, arrogant, you know, um, um, you know, where studios were in, in Hollywood and, and, you know, Capitol Building and all that stuff. So we, we, we was still very much hood. And, uh, Eric, easy, and here's a, here's a shocker for everybody. Nobody's probably ever heard this, but easy originally wanted to call Ruthless Records Rock House Records. What? Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> damn. Check this out. In, 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 in South Central in L.A., they wasn't called, of course, y'all call it Trap Houses today. Back then, they was called Dope Houses, but... Uh, before that, they was called rock houses because that's where you came to get your crack rocks. You get it? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was called a rock house. So because my brother made his money on the street, uh, uh, and, and this is his uh, vocabulary, he wanted to yeah. call it rock house records. So we sitting in Lonzo's world-class studios. This is probably a week or so before I named NWA. But I'll get to that later. Um, um, oh, man. <laughs> um, uh, yep. We're sitting in Lonzo's world-class studio. Easy wants to call it Rock House Records. So I'm thumbing through the movie section 
of the Los Angeles Times paper because we learn it out here, brother. We read, read the paper and we stay abreast of current events so we could tell, so we could be street reporters. That's why NWA yeah. and everything out this West Coast from there was uh, on that. You know, easy. They called them, they called themselves street reporters. We was just reporting what was on the street. And how did we do that? We read the newspaper. So I'm coming through the newspaper, and, and, and I get to the entertainment section, and it's, it's um, you know, all the movies that were coming out for that, uh, at that opening that Friday for the weekend. Um, this is 1986, and it was a movie with Danny DeVito called Ruthless People. 1986. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go check it. <laughs> Google it. Wikipedia. Do whatever you got to do in the 21st century to find that out. Uh, um, so I'm like, I, I see that. I'm like, yo, you know what? Rock House Records, that shit is whack. Let's call it, let's call it Ruthless Records. And there Damn. It there it is. Real Damn. Talk. Real and, that, and, oh. and that's the real. Yeah. So, Wow. Damn, so, so when y'all so when y'all approach easy with it, how how did easy perceive it at first? My brother, we didn't have to approach easy with it. Easy was sitting in the room when I said, okay. "Yo, okay. let's call it Ruthless Records." Rock House Records was whack. I was talking yeah. to Easy. Okay, okay, okay. Yo, yo, hey, hey, yo. Hey yo, yeah. I got I got I to cut in because you know what I knew that Rufus Records was official. Tell me, remember this? Remember that one day you and he came by the house when I was at Mom's house and y'all came through and shit and we was doing our thing and uh, Easy had on a motherfucking uh, he had on a Lacoste. Le- you remember the Lacoste the shirt? Leca- the Lacoste shirt, right? And he had Rufus. He had Rufus. Over the uh, alligator, and under the alligator, it said uh, records. Records. And I was like, yo. I was like, yo, as much money you make, nigga, you, you can't fucking around and get some shirts that, that look professional. He was so good, nigga, he was getting over the fucking Lacoste shirt. Yeah, brother. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's when I knew Ruthless Records was official, nigga. Right. Picture one of them Lacoste shirts with the alligator yeah. plain. Yeah. And then above yeah. the alligator, it says Ruthless. And then under the alligator, it says Records. <laughs> he didn't yeah. take an alligator off. That's how gangster Eric was, nigga. He didn't get close. For sure. For sure. Hey, got that new shirt laying around the Keith State that got to take a picture. Man, you know what? You know what? Let me tell you something. That question you just asked, brother, is a very 21st century question to ask. In the 20th century, we didn't think about taking pictures and things of that yeah. nature. You understand? Yeah. yeah. So you got to remember that. Like, you know, move, moving forward, brother, you know, as you interview other old heads like me and Marquis, remember that, man. We lived, and what we're talking about is in the 20th century. And in the 20th century, the not only was the technology different, but you got to remember that technology also – 
spawns a certain way of thinking to deal with said technology. So in the 20th century, brother, we didn't have that technology, so therefore we didn't think like that. So no, there are no nope. pictures. No, 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 no. What I was, no, what I said, did, did, y'all wouldn't happen to have any shirts laying around. Would it? But, but still, that that would be a a twenty first century thing to to think about and do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when my brother just did that with a shirt, that was just a shirt. So chances yeah. are, no. Yeah. So. Sure. Yeah. Well, can I let me jump in on this, Marky? I want to just jump in on that. You got to remember. When me and yo came out, we were like the first conscious rappers in Los Angeles. We was first conscious rappers on the West Coast. Right. Right. Our first single was was Glory. You know, we talking about burning the motherfucking flag. We talk about the government is fucked up, nigga. You about right. to get it. You know what I'm saying? So the a- advertising, we didn't have it. Fuck advertisement. It, that didn't even exist. Right. Fucking with, fucking with yo more and more key. Right. You know. Oh. So, you know, before, you know, our video was banned right after Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> That's uh, right. You know man. what? I forgot all about that. Man. Our, wow. first single, our first single was called Glory. And the reason it was called just Glory on the record because of the parental advisory and the, um, I guess, the, I, I guess for that time, the political correctness, but Really, the name of that song is called Burn Old Glory. Now, let me ask you, brothers, being hey. from the South, let me finish, Marquis, being from the South, um, do you know what Old Glory is? Yeah. What is it? You tell me. Yeah, yeah. You breaking up, brother. I can't hear you. So, hey, but let me say this, yo. Hey, brothers, are y'all with me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. All right, so check this out. Um, when we dropped Glory, which was Burn Old Glory, we was like, fuck, you know, fuck our situation. Our situation is fucked up. Uh, we were going beyond fuck the police. We were doing that. Absolutely. We were making thoughts. But let me say this. Me and yo were signed to it. We signed a deal to Atlantic Records. They watered down our album. They was like, yo, y'all talking too much shit. Take all the cussing out. That's what hung our album. Because if you right. listen to our, if you listen to all you experience, there's not one cuss word on that album. We had to go in there and redrop every fucking lyric. Because right. yo, I remember Which even is really- like, yo, man. Go ahead, which yo. Is really, which is really a big deal, considering that we were signed to Ruthless Records, you know, home yeah. of gangster rap, the world's right. most dangerous group, the first record label or the first group to actually have cursing on a record. Because listen, um, it is arguable that that um, um, criminal minded by KRS One and DJ, or, or I should say, Boogie Down Productions, which is KRS One and DJ Scott LaRock. It is it is it is it is um a debatable and a lot of heads out there will debate this that Criminal Minded is the first gangster rap record. However, however it's 
straight out of Compton and anything coming out of the West Coast uh, in the beginning, we was cursing, man. And, like, how can you say a record that, that has no words like shit, motherfucker, fuck you, bitch, pussy, suck my dick? How can you call that the first gangster rap record? Yeah. I mean, why? Because he said, I, I, you know, I point a pistol to your head and try to burst it. Okay, that's cool. I mean, because that, that's some that's some harsh gangster ass shit to say. But we was out here saying, nigga, I point a pistol, I point an AK to your motherfucking head and try to blow that motherfucker off. You see the difference? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's what, what we was what, doing. Without Go ahead, freeze. Yeah. Without cussing. Without, without cussing, because I remember when uh, uh, Jerry Heller, you know what I mean, and he was Marcus, so we was all on the, under the same uh, 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 group with ACO and Atlantic Records and all that kind of shit, because they signed us with DOC, one of the greatest we, movies at that time. And yeah, actually, 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 it was WEA. We are we, W-E-E-A, nah. which was Warner Electric, uh, uh, Warner Electra, nah. Atlantic. Nah. Uh, we, we wasn't out yet, yo. We, we oh, was, okay. That was, it was, that was after? Yeah, it was strictly Atlantic, ACO. And, and okay, remember, I remember that. We was, we was part of the Rufus deal that had the DOC, J.J. Fad. And it was us. Right. And right. when your, Doc came out, Doc was such a prolific writer. Right. And he didn't have to cut. It wasn't like they altered his shit. It was like, yo, he was that good and didn't have to cuss. Are y'all that good too? And right. y'all, don't, y'all didn't have to cuss. So we took all our shit out because it was all about That's marketing. Right. Atlantic did. But at that time, right. you know, what we were doing. We needed to express ourselves in a way that we're like, yo, this shit is real. You know? Right. And it, 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 right. it, hurt, it hurt our following because everybody know that know Yo Mama Malky, they be like, yo, they bring the fucking real. So our fans was a little disappointed that we took all that cussing out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. You know? And, and, you know, and that was really at the beginning of, of uh, the whole parental advisory sticker on on records. You know, I got to tell you, brother, it was probably four or five records before the Yobo and Marquee record that actually, or, you know, actually it, it, it might have been three records before the Yobo and Marquee album that the parental advisory sticker was mandatory in the record business. That's yeah. true, man. Yeah. So, brother... I know I know y'all stressed for time, man. Let's move on to the next question, man, and uh, let's get it. You know, let's get to the good shit. I got some things I need. <laughs> let, let, let's get to it. All right, yeah, look, I'm look, back look, on, look. y'all. My, yeah. my brother's anxious. Go ahead, ask the right questions, brother. Ask the right questions. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So um, here, here's my million dollar question. Okay. Uh, where we. Okay, first of all, with the uh, the Experience album, did y'all have any inspiration by Jimi Hendrix with that? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. 
Hey, yo, let me tell you something, man. Let me let me tell you about West Coast hip hop. Before Dre dropped the Quranic, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out an address, and I want you brothers to remember this address: thirteen twenty seven Cabrillo Avenue. Now that address, that is the location of Audio Achievements. That is where all the early ruthless recordings came out of. Now to get okay. down, when you came when you came to Audio Achievements. Me and yo, we were beyond a whole of shit. You know, we was the ones out there smoking the shit, smoking the blunts, smoking the good yeah. herbs. You know what I'm saying? So we had the chronic. You know what I mean? We yeah. we were that. I want to say, uh, uh, my man Laylaw, just like uh, when you get to a hutch and above the law and, and starting that yeah. G funk sound. It started from, and I want to put Warren G up in there. It used to be me, yo, Warren G, Laylaw. And I want to, me personally, I want to think that's where the whole G-Funk era came from because I knew Dre dug our style and Doc, put Doc up in there too. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, much, much love to Laylaw uh, and uh, Big Hutch, KMG, Gomac, above the law. Yeah. Real Go talk. With the that stack. G-Funk yeah. shit, that, that's real talk. Listen to Marquis because he, he, right now, real talk, boys. He's dropping jewels. Listen to him. Go ahead, Freeze. Yeah, so I just want everybody to know that that's the the beginning of the G-Funk sound. You know what I mean? Hutch. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Give him his, give him his props. You know what I'm saying? Because he understood Real the talk. sound. That's why, Dre, that's why Dre fucked with him. Right, because right. At that time, there was no other producer in Audio Achievements but Hutch. So right. Hutch brought me this fucking sound. Dre was all, we was already working on it, but Hutch perfected it. Right. Now now listen, Freeze, let me run with this. Um, yeah. um the point he's the point my brother's trying to make is that is that over at our camp, we was always on some different shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at the time yeah. Everybody was sampling James Brown, yeah. Big Hutch and all them. They were sampling George Clinton. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Different. So to answer your question about the Jimi Hendrix thing, yes, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because because uh, this West Coast shit, we 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 listen. The template the template for this game is. East Coast, Cool Herc, all them, uh, Grandmaster Flash, DJ, uh, 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 Cass, Casanova. Yep. Got to give it up. It was about them three: Bambada, Cool Herc, and Cass. We give it up to them. So, because that was the template, we had to do what we knew on some different shit. And you got to remember, man, yeah. Southern California has always been liberal. You know the hippies and all that. So like, you know, be back from the '60s and all that psychedelic era, man, black folks, we was in that because of our environment. Not so much on the East Coast or in the Midwest because that's not how it gets down out there. But in Southern California, you know, white folks, 
embraced the, the the brother a little bit more than down south, Midwest, East Coast. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, and, so and we, was in that, we, we was totally in that hippie movement. So, yeah, brother, Jimi Hendrix was a major influence as long as well as um, George Clinton, and that's how we got the name for Are You Experienced? Because that was from a, from our brother, Jimi Hendrix, another black man, right. another African-American. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's all about the upliftment of our people, brother. Right. And so um, so can you detail uh, the deal about For the Love of Money? Because everybody knew about it on the Bone album, but it was years down the line that a lot of us found out <laughs> that it was originally on y'all album, so that we talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we can most certainly talk about it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Freeze. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, let me say this, man. For the love of money, man, it was uh it's one of those it's it's one of those things you be like, Wow. We created that. Now yeah, I'm gonna go sure. back, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to when the uh the thought came into existence. I don't know, you know, Cube had just left NWA. Right. Dre was Dre, just going Dre was on his way out. Yeah, Dre was on his way out. He was recording Niggas for Life and the Attitude. So the whole ruthless feeling that the uh uh audio achievements, that's why I gave you the address because I want y'all to know yeah. how important that address is to hip hop music. And right. it changed the culture totally. So right. I mean, you get your mom all key. Dizzle Dance, Marky Freeze, Ones, True MCs, and shit, and then at this time, everything is fucking up. We're we're, we're supposed to be the next power group. We are the next, uh, we're the closest thing to public enemy. You know what I mean? So Dre Dre leaving and all this shit going on, me and yo was like, yo, why is this shit happening on our fucking time, on our time, on our time? And we were like, it's for the it's for that money, man. All these niggas for it's all about that money. Even though if you left, whatever you were doing, you left because you had reasons to leave. But me and yo was like, yo, why is shit fucking up on our motherfucking uh, on our fucking uh, watch? You know, you don't have Ren there, you don't have Doc there, you don't have Dre there, and we was like, it's all about this fucking money. These niggas is tripping. They right. can figure it out if they wanted to. But you got everybody right. in everybody's ear, so me and yo came up with the idea, nigga, for the love of money. Now, originally, right. we, we was going to put the whole shit on blast right. while everybody was leaving, but we was like, we don't want to do that because we ain't going to try to air out our, our, our dirty laundry. Right. So, so we, we, we talked about subjects that had nothing to do with it, and Yellow was feeling it, and next thing I knew, he had Joel. Come in there and drop that shit. But yeah, that's where it started. It started for the love of money. Started because Rufus was going through so many problems. Right. Dang. Okay. Right. Every you know, listen. Just to piggyback on my brother, uh, or I should say, to uh, uh, firm up what he's saying is yes. You know, Cube had just left. Dre had just left, and it was all over money. You know, so in a roundabout way, 
you know, for the love of money. Well, you know, why, why, why do we do the things we do? And let's face it, brother, uh, the OJs, before your more marquee, they had a song, For the Love of Money. If you listen to the lyrics and the sentiment and the stance on that song, I mean, we mirror that, brother. It's the same thing. You know, you would sell out your, you, you, you would sell out your mother for the love of money. That's what the OJs said. That's you know what right. I'm saying? And it's the same right. thing. We was all brothers. We was family. So on, on some level, everybody felt like, and, and, and this is alleged, that's why I say felt like, because I don't know. I don't know, I, I, I don't know the uh, relationship or the paperwork or contracts that individuals had, but as an outsider looking in, and when you're an outsider looking in in any situation, your vision is always going to be the clearest. You hey. feel me? Hey, hey, mm-hmm. and, and, and just to add on that, uh, Easy wanted to us to release for the love of money first, but me as and your first was, single. Yeah, he wanted to release right. that as our first single, and we was like, nah, man, we're much more a uh, political group than that. We ain't trying to come out like that. Right, and, right. That that was you know. Easy's favorite. That was Easy's favorite song. He loved it. Right. So with that being so with that being so with that being said, it's no mystery that um, you know, they remade it. And I'm pretty sure what uh, uh Marquis gonna say is that uh uh when we did that song, Easy wanted to wanted to be on that song. With that being said, that would have been the only feature, you know, in the in the days of features now. That would have been the yeah. only feature on the Are You Experienced album, which is the Yobo Marquis debut album. Our our only feature would have been Easy E on the song For the Love of Money. So it's no mystery or coincidence wow. that like um they redid it for Bone and and, and Easy got on it. And I gotta tell you, I'm not upset. Man, listen, me and Marquis, we, we wrote that song and mm-hmm. Uh, we got a hit with that via those brothers right there, which which I I am in in most uh, respect of. Those brothers made that song a hit for us, and I'll take that because I wrote that brother. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Look at Smokey Robinson. Yeah. Uh, just my hey. imagination by the Temptations. Hey. Temptations hey. singing that song, but Smokey wrote that. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And. And, and just to piggyback on what you said, yo, it's just like, yo, that's the greatest compliment that you can show somebody. Well, I'm flattery, read well flattery, flattery is the best form of... Um, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and on a personal note, man, uh, you know, when I found out about it, you know, we got a lot of hip-hop groups on uh, on Facebook. And when I found out about it, man, I stayed dropping that jewel, man. I was... I would pull that song up, and I would school everybody. Hey, this was the original version of "For the Love of Money," and you you should see how many people will fall out every time I post it. Because a lot of yeah, people brother, just don't I know. know. You know what? I've been following that song because I know that that is my uh, <laughs> uh, uh, greatest hit so far. Um, 
But, yo, Freeze, here's the question. They're interviewing us, but let's interview them. Brother, let me ask you a question. Did you, I mean, were, were you hip to my record, or, or did you just do, do your homework for this interview? No, I was hip to it. But, see, I found this out years ago. You know, Actually. because uh, when, I, when I had started doing, uh, when I really started getting into Ruthless Records and learning about all the, the albums that they had put out, that's when I had came across the album. And so I pulled that's it up for you because this was about five, about five, six years ago. And I pulled it out like, damn, I'm like, this is the original, you know, y'all had, you know, it was another one before this, you know, I'm like, I didn't know that it was another version of For the Love of Money before Bone Bugs. Bone is the version that everybody knows. So that's why they tripped right. when, I, when I uploaded, when I posted on these groups. Right. And, brother, I will take that. I will take that because, you know, me and my brother, we are writers. We wrote that song. And if it uh, takes another group to make it a hit, I'm still a writer on that song. Like I said, Smokey wrote uh, "It's Just My Imagination," but when you hear it, but when you hear it, you thinking about the Temptations. So my point is, is that when you hear it for for the love of money, yeah, you thinking about Bone. But guess what? Yomar Marquis wrote that. Real talk. Exactly. Real talk. That's a that's like some Motown shit. That's like some some ghost writer shit. In in the era of yeah. uh, everybody talking about ghost writers. Yeah. Check bones for the love of money. And I'm not saying that I, that we wrote they parts or they lyrics, but I'm saying the song, the music, yeah. the the, the yeah. concept, Yomo and Marquis wrote that. And DJ Yella. That's the original, brother. Anyway, go ahead. Right. So, you know, after the the album dropped, uh, what was the reason for y'all leaving Ruthless? Well, I'm a, free, freeze up. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and take that, brother. Yeah, you know what? Go uh, and I'll, I'll pick it back because I think they're trying to follow into uh when I went to the lynch mob. But go ahead. Okay. No, no, no. In that case, you go ahead. Take it. Um, things that ruthless was not going the way that it was supposed to be going, yo. So, uh, you know, easy and shit. You know, he he, he was going through uh, the breakup with uh, Cube and Dre and shit like that. And me and yo, you know, we hustlers from L.A. You know what I'm saying? It was like we MCs. We do this shit, you know, because we can. But we gotta we gotta do things and shit to make sure the bills is paid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yo, I, I live, and I want to say this. Yo is the West Side connector. He brings everybody together. You know, me and Yo was going to do an EP. Easy was like, yo, go in the studio and do an EP. So what do my brother Yo do? He goes get Y, uh, what's my man's name? Y, I am from the Black, uh, the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, no, Will I am. Will I am? Yeah, will but I. at the time, yeah. but at the time, yeah. he yeah. was called Will One X, as in right. like you know, okay. as like so you know on, on some blackness, like Muslim, yeah. right? You know, like Clarence, like Clarence yeah, yeah. X, right? Like like, like <laughs> Islam, you know what I'm saying? Will yes, I sir. am, which is just William. I'm sure you guys can see that, right? Will I am is William, yeah. 
he was called Will One X. Right. And, uh, and so yeah, Easy, I went, I went, I went yo, and got him. Go ahead. Yeah. So yo was like, yo, we got MCs, we coming hard. So we working on the F, on the EP. We got Ren, we got Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas. You know, the shit is sounding crazy. It's like the dopest right. shit. But Easy focus was not there because it was like he was going with, through the shit with Dre and all that shit. So as far as Rufus Records, his attention wasn't there. So shit got a little fucked up. Me and yo, things was going hard. I just had a son and shit. And I was like, I'm finna go back out here and shit handle my business, man. I got you know, you know my get down. And uh, yeah, my son Miles, man. And I was like, uh, yo, I gotta go take care of this. So me and yo kind of separated for a minute. And then uh, that's why the EP never came out, you know, because everything was kind of fucked up. You could probably hear that shit from Hutch's uh, interviews and shit. You know, Rufus was a, was a place. It was in a pro. It was in a problem place you feel me it was right, just like right. nobody knew which way it was going so right. I was and, 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 and everybody's stories is the same and brothers you right. already know this because y'all interviewed my brother much love to cocaine right you know what i'm saying right. and he said the same thing at some point in his interview where you know it was just problems out there and um that's what it was, brother. Yeah. That's so was. uh that's why we never recorded an album, but I was I was blessed enough. I know my man Yo was doing his thing, but I was blessed enough to get a call from Cube and shit. He was like, Yo, man, um, uh, you might want to join this lynch mob shit and do this shit, you know, we lost a soldier, man, we need your help. And I was like, All right, well, you know, right. fuck it, you know, type of shit. Right. Yeah. That's right. So I, and that was I, the, I and that was the man. best Hold on, Freeze. Hold on. And that was the yeah. best call they could have ever made because, you know, on this West Coast and this West Coast game, and if you ask anybody, brother, I'm talking about anybody of, um, of now, and I'm going to use this word, so-called, anybody of so-called substance, meaning Dre, Cube, Ice-T, the game, anybody of of a of a certain substance, you ask them what was the best call to make. One of our soldiers went down, and we need another soldier to step up in this army here. They're gonna tell you it was Mall Kitty. Go ahead, brother. So yeah, man, uh, I got a call from Bone and Cube and shit, and I was like, uh. Yeah, that sounds cool, man. And I don't know if y'all know, Volume 10 had just dropped. I mean, he had just dropped Pistol Grip Pump. Pistol Grip mm-hmm. Pump on my lap at all times. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is up with Volume 10? You know, what's that beat? And uh, they told me shit, and I was like, it was a, it was a big uh, uh, weight on my shoulders because I felt like at that time I was the only nigga that could replace JD at that time. You know, we hit the corner, we know the same folks. Our reputation was live in the streets. And I was like, all right, well, fuck it, I'll do it. You know, if, you know, dude get at us, you know, I'll get at it, you know. But I think (laughs) I appreciate the fact that, nigga, he didn't get at us and shit. You know, we didn't have to have that extra drama. 
But uh, I fell mm-hmm. in, man. I got with the brothers, man, and uh, we put together some work that I really thought that was really, really dope. You know what I mean? And uh, that's how that happened, man. Okay. So uh, around this time, did uh, Suge ever approach y'all about coming to Death Row? <laughs> hey. No. 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 But I, I did, I did, I will tell you who did approach us coming to Death Row was Drake, because when oh, we were recording, uh, we were we were recording niggas, they were recording niggas for life. Me and Yo was just on the beginnings of a recording. Are you experienced? Drake was getting ready to leave. He called me one night. He was like, Yo, freeze, man. Uh, I'm about to change up, man. You and Yo need to roll with me. And I was like, What you mean? He was like, yo, man, I'm about to start this new shit called Death Row and all that kind of shit. And I was like, man, we just signed with E. I mean, we were E, and we about to come out now and shit. Why are you starting this shit now, man? I was like, I understand. But we can't leave E right now. You know, because right, right. E is investing in me and y'all. You know what I'm saying? He believe in that. Yeah. And and yeah. I, thank God, I, thank, I thank God every day that me and yo didn't leave because that death row get down, that wasn't our get down. And I'll be like, yo, I would have fucking been in jail or dead because that wasn't, that wasn't our get down. And, you know, you heard the stories. Mm-hmm. You heard the stories. And I'm glad that me and yo didn't even entertain the thought. Not a chance. Not in a thousand you years. You feel me? And right. I'm, I'm gonna leave right. that at that. I'm gonna leave that at that. Okay. So, what 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 was it like recording Planet of the Apes? Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it was so much pressure on me, man, because JD was the face of the lynch mob. Right. He he was the face. I mean, besides Cube, JD was the guy. And JD JD got up caught up in his problems with the legal problems and shit, and they got at me, and I was like, I had to really think about it. It took me about three weeks, man, before I even said, you know what, I'll do it, because JD had just left, and that's why I want to go back to my man Crazy Tunes. Crazy Tunes was the ones like he was like, Yo, Marky, they need you. If not, it's gonna die on the table. They need you. That's why I got so much love for Crazy Tune. That's why I want to say that I want to uh, dedicate tonight's show to Crazy Tunes because the Calhouns, Crazy Tune, and Dub C, they looked out yeah. for me. But, you know, because they Rest was like, yo, he's a real. Rest in peace. Rest, rest in peace, Crazy Tunes. Real talk. You know? Much and, love uh, to uh, the Calhoun family. Real talk. Yeah. I mean, if you listen, if you listen to the Planet of the Apes album, there's a, uh, not not the Planet of the Apes album, I'm sorry. Cube's album before Planet of the Apes. What was that? Uh, Death Certificate, America's Most Wanted. Nah, it wasn't, but it, there's he's a rhyme. Lethal Injection. It probably was Lethal Ejection when he was like, okay. uh, crazy, yeah, okay. tunes, crazy Tunes hanging out the window. Fool, I got yeah. them bomb-ass tapes. The Lynch Mob, Planet of the Planet Apes. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. yeah that, that you know how like, we do it. Yeah. Was, I, I think that was like... You know how we do it. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know how we do it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It was all because tunes, because I wasn't going to fuck with it, because it was like it brought too much drama to me. I'm like, yo, I'm just an MC. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, was, 
I really was a hired gun. I was a hired assassin because every, everybody knows the impact that J.D. had. J.D. was crazy. He was my I nigga. never got gaffled like that. I never got gaffled <laughs> like that. So yeah, yeah. For, for me to try to uh, uh, fill, fill that his spot, shoes, it, yeah, it was a lot of pressure. Real talk. Real talk, and I and that's all I'm saying. And then on top of that, you got to put in the whole uh, uh, volume ten shit. It was this it was pump on my lap at all times. Right, I, uh, fuck my dogs. Only uh, fuck a gorilla. You know, yeah. we was the only gorillas yeah. out there. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You, you know, know what? That's right. I forgot about that. You right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I'm saying if it wasn't for tunes and dub, to be like. Uh, motivating me to be like, yo, they need you, yo. And I was like, yo, these are my folks. I got them. Because it was like, nigga, it's just rap. Oh, it's really just rap. I can out rap all these niggas. I don't give a fuck. Ain't no, listen, listen, fellas. Ain't no two ways about it. If Marquis tell you he can out rap a motherfucker, real talk. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, so, uh, and then Ice Cube, he had the management company, uh, Street Knowledge. Uh, how how was his business relationships with the artists? Well, I'm going to tell you like this, man. Cube always been, he's been good with me. Because you know what? Wow. We've been, we always been men. I ain't trying to hold you. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what. Whatever you heard on the internet, I'm going to squash that shit right now. Cube is probably one, he, he, he falls into the category as one of the best businessmen as it is. Nigga, get your lawyer, get your fucking agent, and, and handle your fucking business. Right. You know what I mean? I have no problem. I have no problem with that man. He's real. Hey, that's what's up. And uh, after the after the Lynch Mob album had dropped, you know what what did y'all do after that? Yeah, after the album dropped and after the Ruthless deal was over with, what did y'all do after that? Oh man, uh, at the Planet of the Apes, man, we went out, we did some shows. You know, we was trying to keep our name cracking and popping, which we did. You know, we had right. some great shows. Right, you know, we did our thing, but Yo, freeze. uh, money, freeze. Let me money, this. Wise, money, money wise, people were unhappy, and uh, and the group broke up. You know, I, I can't give you all the details, you know, but I had to freeze. let everybody else, you know, say why they left. But I was the I was one of the last to leave. You had to really do some shit for me to be like I'm cool on this whole situation. Freeze. Right, right. Go ahead, y'all. Let me grab this on um, the other end. All right. So while Marquis was doing Lynch Mob and the uh, album Gorillas in the Mist, man, I went a whole nother way, brother. And I I don't even know if y'all know about this, and this might be some historical shit, but uh, I'm going to say it anyway. Just for uh, you know, history's fact. Um, man, I, I started messing with these uh, with these uh, militant Jewish guys at the time. 
called Blood of Abraham. And yeah, they was, was like on, on the level of like PE, public enemy, but on some Jewish shit. And, and like, just for all those out, out there who don't really understand or who don't know, man, listen, these Jews out here, brother, they understand oppression because they was in them camps. They was getting killed. They was discriminated against just like our people, you know, and they had a certain militancy to themselves. So out of, out of the are you experienced black militancy, because that was uh, Yomo, the Yomo Malki album, I went into a, a, a Jewish militancy, and, um, you know, did some things. At the same time that, that Malki was with the lynch mob doing black militancy. You see what I'm saying? So, like, so we go from are you experienced, which is this militant – this global militant record album to to splintering off into lynch mob and and uh features and working with the, with the group blood abraham a jewish militancy brother we kept it the same way you know what i'm saying it was still militancy regardless of what the um what the what the uh uh issue was or what the uh target was it was still militancy you understand what i'm saying yeah 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 right real talk okay yeah so uh what was your opinion about the straight out of company movement the movie? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's kind of really tough for me to answer because I know all those guys on a personal level, you know. Um, but for the for the most part, I thought it was a great movie, you know. Yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. that it, it explained, even though, you know, certain things were embellished and all that kind of shit, but for the most part, I thought it was a great fucking movie. You know, I really did. Really and uh, you 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 can't uh eliminate the impact that those artists have had on pop culture to today. So, oh. I totally respect the fucking movie. Uh yeah, there was a couple of things I was like, "Oh, that wasn't that." You know, I, I cuz I know that. Me and yo know that. We like, "Yo, that that yeah. wasn't the you know what I mean? Especially when I want to say this right now, like at Lonzo's spot, you you saw them yeah. when they were at Lonzo's studio before in yeah, the movie. Yeah. All that drinking and shit that didn't happen at Lonzo's spot. Not at all. No, there was no drinking, no smoking. All that shit had to go outside. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I just want niggas to know that because I had a little honey, man. She stayed. Let me tell you something, man. Shout out it to was, two. It, yeah. I had a girlfriend, man, at that time, man. She stayed like five minutes away from Lonzo's house. She stayed five minutes away from Etta James. You know who Etta James is, the beautiful uh, soul uh, jazz yeah, singer? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. At so last. I, at last. 
Right. At last. I, you know, I'm around this shit all my life. It, it, it was no big deal to me. It's just like, you know, me and yo, we, we just did what we did. You know? So uh, all that drinking and shit in, in the movie, and I, I, I thought Doc could have been uh, uh, shown a little bit better because he was such an important artist. Absolutely. Right. The DOC right. was such Bunch a because you know what? Yo, the the DOC made, the DOC yo, let me finish. The DOC made me and Yomo uh Yomo and Marquis better. Absolutely. And that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Shout out and respect to the DOC. I mean, it's like people really don't that they don't know because the story has never really been told. It was touched on, but it has really never been told. Man, that brother, please, please. That's all I got to say. Go ahead, Freeze. Yeah, so for the most part, you know, uh, Ren, I thought Ren could have got more light because people don't understand Ren was a true lyricist. Yeah. He was was from Compton. He was from Compton, but he had served MCs like me and yo. Man, listen, Ren, listen, O'Shea, Ice Cube was the writer. Dre was the music. Easy was the was the money. MC Ren was the street. And that right. and, and, and DJ Yellow was the technics of. So yeah, definitely Ren should have got more light because Brother, uh, really, it, real talk, Ren legitimized NWA. He right. made it right. So. Real talk. Uh, yeah, and uh, and the thing about DOC, I remember Jerry Heller had said in his book that when uh, when Ice Cube had left the group, that they wanted to originally replace Ice Cube with DOC, but DOC had the accident. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man, it's just, uh, boy, that that, that would have really been something, man, because, boy, DOC was a fool. Hey, he was, man. Yeah, he yeah. was. Because a lot hey. of people don't understand. He was possibly full park, you know, as far as popularity goes. Huh. You yeah. got that right, brother. I, you know hey. what? I've never, heard it, I've never heard it put like that. But you know what? You're right. Go ahead, Free. And you know what? Just to add on that, brothers, I just want to say that uh, the DOC, as far as the West Coast, he was the equivalent of an MC of Rakim. Right. Yeah. KRS-One. Yeah, yeah. Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. You know, right. he represented us so fucking, I mean, he, he was the truth. I mean, he had the golden voice. He yeah. did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I mean, man, the stuff that that brother said, the stuff that that brother said, you listen to his album, you listen to Easy's album, you listen to, to the Straight Outta Compton album. Brother, those three albums, the DOC's DNA. See how I just did that? DOC, DNA is all over those three albums. It's retarded how much DNA the DOC left. 
Go ahead, Free. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, for the, yeah, and and that's what it was. You know, D, the DOC, is he was the glue that kept Ruthless together. He really was. Absolutely. Because as, far, as far as it came to emceeing, he was nice because he was the only nigga that Dre pulled from out the city. You you talking about bringing yeah. a nigga from da- Dallas, Texas? Yeah. <laughs> I, re- yeah. I remember the first time I remember the first time I met him, and uh, he, he he just packed up his shit, and uh, he got out of here, and we and we was doing a video. I think it was uh, We Want Easy, and yeah. uh, we, got, we chopped it up, and uh, I, I he was he was my dude from then. I was like, yo, I got you. You know, me and yo, we got you. You know what I mean? We 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 understand what's going on. So that's that was he was a straight talent, straight talent. Right. Absolutely. Right. I mean, in this whole West Coast thing, I mean, let's do the math on this, boys. In this whole West Coast thing, you got probably one of the most prolific, one of I should say, because we have many. One of the most prolific West Coast writers, and he's not even from the West Coast. Yeah, <laughs> think about that. <laughs> think about just just think about the just think about the gravity or the magnitude of that statement. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh... Y'all can tell us some stuff about Crazy Tone. Wow. Hey, uh, let me tell you about Crazy Tones, man. Uh, uh, I had just, I had just, uh, Tunes was one of the, like I said, Tunes was one of the main guys that was like, yo, they need you. Handle this shit. And, uh, once everything didn't go right with uh, the lynch mob shit and, it, and we got court cases and shit, him and Doug, yeah. they was like, yo, man, uh, help us rock our show. So that's the kind of love that Crazy Tunes and Dub C had for motherfuckers. People don't understand. Right. Crazy had Crazy Tune had love from coast to coast. I mean, I was just at his uh his service, man, and uh I'm talking about we're talking about DJ Premier, we're talking about LL Cool J, we're talking about wow. uh Chuck D, we're talking about you know Tunes was crazy respected, but right, right, for sure. on top of that, it was just like they always looked out for their folks, and they always looked out for me. You know, they knew my situation. They was like, yo, man, don't get this shit up. You know, keep doing your thing, man. Come out with us. Right, right. You know what I mean? They broke, they, broke bread. they broke bread with me, man. They was like, yo, those are my guys, you know, and crazy. that's the type of the guy Crazy Tunes and Dub CR, man. They are like the ambassadors of West Coast hip-hop. I tell you like this. Sure. If, any, if anybody comes from anywhere on the nation, you got to go through Dub C and Crazy Tunes because if Real not, you're not, repti- you're not reputable. Right. If it ain't that, it ain't certified. You ain't certified. You had to. That's That was their get down. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace to my nigga DJ Crazy Tunes. 
But that was Where's the get there. The Calhouns, they, uh-huh. they're, they're, they're cold piece. Understand about West Coast hip-hop. Real talk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, and one more, uh, you know, we Jerry, we had lost Jerry Heller back in uh, September. You know, do y'all have any stories about him? Yeah, I'll take that one. Um, let me tell you something, man. I think, and you brothers got to excuse me now. I'm eating some candy just to stay up, you know, brother getting uh, out there old. Um, check this out. For me, Jerry Heller has been nothing but good to me. Now, I don't know how my brother, because, listen, we're a group. It's me and Marquis. So, obviously, it's individual attitudes, is individual egos, and it's individual situations. So I'm speaking on my situation. For me, man, Jerry Heller was nothing but good to me. However, I have to say, the way he was portrayed in the movie, yeah, I would have to say it was accurate. Okay, contrary to popular belief or or what what, what they saying in the white internet, right? Um, um, he was good. He was he was good to me, man. And and, and I, I have nothing but um positive things to say about that man. And. Uh, that's what it was for me. What about you, Freeze? All right. Hey, well, you know what? Let me say this, man. I'm a respectful man. I do everything I can to be the righteous man. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm I'm give everybody the real. And uh, Jerry Heller, I know his story. I I, I think he's brilliant for him. His his uh uh. His no for talent and shit. I, I I totally get it, but uh, you got to remember when when Jerry got with Easy, he was he was dealing with with big time artists like uh, Creedence Car, uh, Cold Water, and and War and shit like that. Jerry, for some reason, yeah. he uh he he didn't get the money like he was supposed to get. So the next the next opportunity that he was going to get to make some money in this music business. He was like, I'm going to take advantage of it. And uh, he found Eric. And him and Eric had a great relationship. But I'm not mad at you because I probably would have done the same thing too. If you are a 60-year-old man and you're trying to make a dollar and you're like, yo, I'm not going to fuck this shit up this time. I'm going, yeah. I'm going to make sure I got some money. You know, that's what he did. And I'm not mad at it because there's a story because I tell you like this. When me and Yo signed the Rufus Records, and it's almost embarrassing, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. When me, when me and Yo signed the Rufus, uh, when we were doing the album, we were getting our advances. And uh, they tried to give me, uh, me and Yo, $7,000 a piece. And, uh, wow. That's, yeah. That, yeah. That's why. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, yo, uh, I showed my mama. I was still living at home with my mama, and my mama was like, all that shit you doing, that's all they going to give you? And then I called yo, yeah. and I was like, yo, I think we need to hold out and uh, see if we can get this money situation together. So we called Jerry. Green. 
Yeah. We, we we called Jerry, and we was like, yo, this shit ain't working right. And uh, he called us the next day, and he doubled it. It went from 7 to 15. And uh, right. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about in 24 hours. And uh, right. what, what he understood, what he understood, it was like, yo, these are not some ignorant niggas. Right. And he was like, hold on. Yo. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, Go let, me piggyback, let me piggyback that real quick. Yeah. My brother, if it wasn't for my brother, Marquis, man, things would have been real different. Because you see the story that he's telling you, that's his line and between him and his mama and his folks. You see what I'm saying? And because I respected him and where he coming from, I got right in line with what him and his Mrs. Green, with him and Mrs. Green, his mother, was saying. Because I'm going to keep it real with you, brother. I'm going to keep it dead real with you. If I was by myself, I probably would have took that deal. Because right, right. I'm poor. You see what I'm saying? I ain't got no money. My mama ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? I would have took that deal. That that would have been one of them hardships deals, hardship deals. But that's because I wasn't educated or savvy enough. And, you know, through the grace of God, I was with a brother who was educated and savvy enough to see the difference. You know, you, you see what word. I'm saying, bro? Word, word. So if it wasn't for Marquis, man, yo, my situation would have been mad different. And that's how, like, that's how um, our relationship is such a great marriage. And what I mean by that is, like, I'm super creative. Not to say that Marquis ain't, because he's super creative too. But Marquis is super business-oriented, where, listen, that's not really my forte. Right. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. So I got to let my brother, you know, handle that, and then we come together on this creative shit. So with that being said, all I'm saying is that, like, yeah, man, it was, uh, you know, our deal would have been way different if it wasn't for my brother. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, so for the most part, man, that's what I was saying. Like, I don't have, you know how everybody talks shit about Jerry? That ain't yeah. my get down. Because you know what? It, all that ain't all, my get down either. Yeah, we're all men. We're all, business, we're all businessmen. We're all thinking about what's right for our families and whatever. So I Correct. get it. Nigga, when you, when you left all that shit that you was doing, you was like, I know. Nigga, I'm not finna fuck this off. Nigga, this some good shit. Y'all talented like a motherfucker. I'm finna do this shit. So I would have did the same motherfucking shit. I don't give. It ain't got nothing to be about being a Jew, or being white, or being black because all of them do the shit. If you gonna take advantage of the niggas that don't know, if you go take advantage of niggas that don't know the business, they just stuck. Right. Exactly. You know what? That shit right there that you talking about. That's called human nature. It ain't got nothing to do with religion, belief systems, color, yeah. race, or yeah. whatever. That's called motherfucking business. And on top of that, 
when we did what we did, Jerry Heller, Jerry Heller respected us even fucking more. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Because he was like, these ain't no dumbass niggas from the street. I know he he knew he knew our album didn't sound nothing like straight out of Compton. You put put all you experience put all you experience up to straight out of Compton, and you'd be like, yo, these are some of the most conscious political niggas I know. Right, right, right. And you know what? Let me, let me, yo, brothers, let me just piggyback that on, piggyback on that for uh, ten seconds. It's like this. When Jerry Heller heard me and Marquis in the in, in in the single "Burn Old Glory," that's the original title. But Atlantic had to be PC about it, politically correct. They dropped "Burn" and just called it "Old," just called it "Glory." It's a part in there when I say "Glory, Glory, Glory, how I screw you," as opposed to. Glory, 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 hallelujah. There, when Jerry Heller heard that, he actually said something to me about that, about how, like, uh, yo, I mean, and not know his words, because that's some hip-hop shit. But in his words, <laughs> he was like, yo, um, that's some ballsy-ass shit, and I like it. Go ahead, Free. And that's why Jerry fucked with us because he knew our get down. And and I, let me tell you about it. it ain't gotta be the music business. It's all about respect. If you're not gonna be the greatest doctor or lawyer unless they respect you, and he respected that. And that's why I don't have no beef with Jerry Heller. Right. You feel right. me? Right, because we we all know to get down, you know. Because I'm gonna tell you like this: if me and yo would have fucked around and uh, uh did the second EP because we was going through our differences, we would have had the biggest deal because we was alive as niggas out. Absolutely, absolutely. And it hurts my heart so much that like that story. Is not known or told, but you know what? On the same token, it makes me feel good because it's like one of the things you know, like when you're watching a history documentary, and then like yeah. you hear something that like you didn't know, but you thought you knew everything about Abraham Lincoln. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and then like you hear something, you're like, "Yo!" It kind of feels like that to me. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because, uh, you know, right after he had passed, I had dedicated a piece to him on our website, you know, because, you know, because I always did study the music business because I had wanted to be in the industry as an executive my own self, you know. So, I mean, you know, I, I read books, you know, I educated myself, and, uh, you know, I, I, I followed the guys, you know, Jerry Heller, uh, Russell Simmons, Jay Prince, Easy e Master P. You know, I, I followed these guys, yeah. you know, yeah, seeing, you know, what what made them tick, you know, just picking their brains, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. I, I respected them from that business standpoint. Right. Yeah, so, uh, Bumba Clyde, you got something you want to ask? Yeah, uh, you were saying earlier that you named the NWA. How did that, how does that story go? Well, brother, 
it was probably either the same week or at least within the same month of naming Rufus Records. Do you do you remember that story that that I just told you? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. So. Yep. Hey yo. Again, hold on. Go ahead. You, go ahead, Free. I got, I got, I got to get in there somewhere. All right. Now I want you. I want after I say what I gotta say, I want you to go on and say what you gotta say. But I remember this shit very clearly because there was a time where we were evolving. West Coast, we were revol- We were evolving, trying to get our identity. So we started coming up with these names. Right. And me, by me and yo being the more hip hop niggas. They would listen to what the fuck we had to say. I can tell you. I can right. tell you like this. N- niggas for at uh, niggas with attitudes came up out of a, con- a conversation that me and yo had. I can tell you that right now. And it just ah, yeah. and it just stuck. Even Q was the same nigga because it was like uh, I think I think initially. Now I might be wrong. Now don't quote me on this. But before Dub C came up with the mass circle, yeah. I think we threw in our circle like, yo, y'all should be called the mass circle. And we was like, ah, maybe that shit is dope. And I think he gave yeah. it to Dub. I might be wrong. But at you know that what, time, Freeze? Hold on, hold on. You know what? Hold on. You dead yeah. wrong. And let me tell you why. All right. The mad circle. The mad circle was something that me and you came up with, not Pooh. That was something me and you came up with, but for one reason or or, or another, we we didn't feel like that was right for us. And, um, you know, we were all run with the same. Because, listen, it was only a few brothers out here doing what we do on the West Coast because the Mecca is, is the East Coast. So, naturally, it was more people over there. So, by uh, you know, we all run together. Dub C heard, you know, what the fuck we was doing, and um, somehow he became WC in the Mad Circle. But originally, that was us, and um, that's how that went down. Go ahead, Freeze. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. On top of that, man, like I say, I don't know how all these names have originated, but we were all a group, and we were all trying to get to the same fucking place. We was we was trying to make our mark. So right. when we were coming up with these names and we was coming up with this and that, we all played a part. You know, we all we yeah. we, we all played a part. Just like uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh Mockingbird from our album. Are you familiar with Mockingbird? Yeah. Uh, Cube gave us that title. Oh, okay. Wow, what? Yeah, Cube was like. He he was like, yo, he's like, yo, y'all the raw MCs and shit, and everybody trying to fuck around and come with this R&B shit. He was like, man, yo, kill that Mockingbird. And me and yo was like, yo, that uh, shit is good. That I shit is know. dope. Because you know what? We all used to uh, feed off of each other. It was just like we just we just did what the fuck we did. Right. And, right, right. Right. Because yeah. like I said, that's what's going on. Five or six of us out of here, out here, doing what we do because, you know, everybody knows that the mecca was was uh, New York. So right, naturally, right. if we had ten guys out here, New York had fifty guys. You understand what I'm saying? Which means that right. the dirty, yeah. dirty, 
if L.A. had 10, that means the Dirty Dirty had three, right? Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? Uh, a guy's trying to put it down. That's why, you know, groups like um, um, Outkast and, and, and uh, you know, the whole movement with No Limit and the whole movement with uh, Cash Money and uh, Jazzy Faye and, you know, all them guys. But the point is, is that, um, like Free said, we all fed off each other. So, you know, one crew came up with something. The next crew across the street, they look it. So they go try to come up with something. But naturally, right. you know, because everybody is influenced by everybody, right? So if your boy's across the street doing a little something that you think is dope, you're going to take that influence and try to make your own, right? Most right. Up. That's what's up. Yeah, so what's y'all take on the industry nowadays? Oh, wow, um, man. Hey, you know what? Hey, yo, let me take this one, man, because uh, it's, it's a really exciting time right now because uh, the Lynch Mob, man, we, uh, we're we recording a new album. Uh nice. Uh, uh, Yo is coming in and he's like uh, helping us produce and do some shit. And uh, nice. me and Yo got a new album coming out. Uh, nice. We got a new po- we got a new podcast that's gonna probably drop at the uh, the second week of uh, March. That's and, what's up. Uh, oh, yo, oh. yo, 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 freeze. Let me take yo. that from there. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, yo. On this new on, on these new projects, we got the new uh, Yo Mo Marquee album. It's going it's called Are You Experienced Yet? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got that, and then we got this new podcast called uh, The Garage Adventures in the West Coast Hip Hop, where you know, Word. you know, we 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 represent we we representing the West just like y'all representing where y'all from, and and everybody doing what they do. You know what I'm saying? So we got that we got that pop and that's gonna be in um freeze, what, second week in March? Yeah, it look, it look like the second week of March. We trying to get all the shit tied up, man, tie up and strings right. and shit. It looked like the second week of March. Right, that's what's up. So we got we definitely got shit popping. And um to answer your question about about the like the the the, the well yo, was you asking about like the State, like the new state of hip hop, or just like new artists, or what we was doing. What was you? What was you saying? Yeah, yeah. The, the state of hip hop this day and age. Yo, I gotta say, man, I'm not one of them. Um, and I'm gonna speak for myself. You know what I'm saying? Me and Freeze, we talk, but I, you know what? I'm gonna let him talk for himself, and I'm gonna talk for myself on this one, Bruh, I, I really. I really ain't got nothing to say about these youngsters, man. It's their time, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not one of them old heads that's hating like that. It's like it's their time, and, like, they got to do what they do. Because it's like when I came out, you know what I'm saying, I'm like 19, 20, 21. You know what I'm saying? It was like um, Melly Mel and them. You know what I'm saying? And, and KRS-One was with us. You know what I'm saying? You know how KRS-One had to say yeah. one, of the first, one, one of the first disc records was, uh, gets Melly Mel from Karis One. When Karis One say you, you know what you got to learn. Old school artists don't always burn. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. You gotta uh-huh. take that. You gotta take that. And that was him to Melly Mel. So that was my generation against the other generation. So now 
it's this new generation against us. Brother, we get older, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel premier on what they're saying and flex and all them about these youngsters, but you know what? You don't want to, I, I don't want to be one of them old heads that, like, got something to say about these youngsters because I wasn't trying to hear what the old heads were saying when I was getting doing my get that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, right. yeah that's true. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. want to be no hypocrite, man. I'm, I'm enlightened. You know what I'm saying? I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. So it's like I respect these youngsters, and I, and I, and I give them that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do what they do. I'm going to do what I do. And me and Freeze, we're going to do what we do. But we ain't got nothing to say about what they, you know, them doing what they do. Does that make sense? And, and, and you know what, yo, just to piggyback off of that, man, uh, I want to I tell a story, man. Now, like, like me, you know, I made a couple of dollars. I could have moved out to fucking Lancaster suburb out of out of out of the city, but I wanted to stay close because I wanted to have a connection. So yeah, uh, yeah, I put my daughter. She went. She my daughter's in the Compton Unified School District. You feel me? And uh, and uh, one day my daughter came home and she said, "Uh, "Dad, I'm in the uh, the music club." I'm about to make, uh, we want to make some music and we're going to do some shit. And I was like, well, shit, that's good. And then uh, right. about a week later, she came home. She said, Kendrick Lamar bought our whole uh, orchestra <laughs> instruments. <laughs> and then, uh, yo, he, he, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he asked, they asked his name and the shit. So I'm going to let you say it like this. This is how important I know that he don't even trip, you know, because he ain't trying to get all that uh, acknowledgement. But my mm. daughter learned how to play the saxophone because of Kendrick Lamar. And he don't even have uh, a clue who I am. He just did it right. because it was the right thing to do. Right. right. Well, watch this, though. Well, watch it. Hold on, Freeze. Watch this, though. And watch this, brothers. I hope we got time. It's like this. Kendrick Lamar is responsible for my brother's daughter learning how to play the saxophone or what have you. However, my brother is responsible for Kendrick Lamar doing what he do. See what I'm saying? Yes, sir. See what I'm saying? Real talk. Yeah, so uh, y'all got anything else that y'all want to add? Hey, man, I just want to say thank you for having us on, man. Uh, it, 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 it's a beautiful thing because, uh, like I say, me and yo, with 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 different artists, we come from the heart, and uh, we don't we don't look for the light and all that shit. We ain't got to be on these interviews because I hear everybody trying to get their fifteen minutes of fame or how, whatever the saying is and shit. But that's not our get down. And uh, we like what you were doing with your show. And uh, that's why we're here. And like I said, uh, this show is dedicated to my man DJ Crazy Tunes. That's Rest why we're really here. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I'm going to say it like this. If it wasn't for yo, I wouldn't be where I'm at. 
because he is one of the uh, purest lyricists, MCs, and he made me tight. Because I was a hustler. Yo, let me say this. Let me back that up. Yeah, go ahead. Hold on, Free. Hold on. And I got to say, if it wasn't for Marky Freeze, Marky, my man with the ear to the street, I wouldn't be as street savvy as I was. You see what it's like? You, you, you see what a perfect marriage can do? Right. right you see what right, I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's all about yep. bringing yep. elements to the table. And we brought two we brought two totally different elements to the table to make a perfect marriage for the perfect sound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yo, he brought me the streets. I brought him this uh, wordplay and vocabulary, and uh, right. that's what we did. And we created hit West Coast hip-hop history. You know what I'm saying? And, yo, much love right. to you brothers from the Dirty Dirty. I love, like, seriously, bro, seriously, I love the fact that y'all coming up out of, the, out of Louisiana, you know what I'm saying? It's just, yo, I love that. I love that. <laughs> that's what yeah, because uh, you know, it just got such a respect for the for the culture. You know, just yeah. it's just hip hop, you know. I love that. And yo, everybody out there listening to to Graffiti Talk Radio, okay, this is this, this is my bump for gra- Graffiti Talk Radio. Yo, this is Yomo Malti from the West Coast. OG originators. It's the return of the OG, we want y'all to check out Graffiti Talk Radio, and that's how we get down. Word. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yo, this is Graffiti Talk Radio, where we keep the flow where it's supposed to go, nigga. Back the fuck up. Yeah. Real talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, and, uh, and there you have it, Hip Hop Heads, another hip hop backstory told by another, by some hip hop legends, and you heard it here first at Graffiti Talk Radio. If we don't talk about it because it didn't happen yet. So peace and may old school hip hop live forever. One. Yeah. One.